Shoulder pain and injuries can result from landing and hitting in sports, and they can also, you know, just sort of happen. And in either event, it's good that we have experts like my guest today to help with these injuries. And I'm joined today by Dr. Ryan Urchek. He's an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in sports medicine with Summa Health. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Summa Health. I'm Scott Webb. So, Doctor, thanks so much for your time today. I was uh, thinking about this topic and thinking, you know, most of us probably have had some shoulder pain along the way, whether it just sort of happens while you're maybe shampooing in the shower or playing sports or whatever it is. So it's great to have your advice. And as we get rolling here, who typically experiences shoulder pain? So unfortunately, shoulder pain can happen just with our normal day activities. In general, patients with labor-intensive activities are more prone to shoulder injuries or just repeated everyday use of your shoulders. In general, older patients are prone to rotator cuff injuries of the tendons in the shoulder. And in younger patients, typically, they injure their labrum or biceps, which is cartilage in the shoulder that helps keep their shoulder stable. Yeah, and I've been surprised to hear that before. I think of rotator cuff as being a younger sports injury, but I've heard that before, that it Generally, it seems to be older folks who get that, and of course, both of my kids were athletes, so I was always worried about the labrum, you know, and that type of injury for them. So let's talk more about that when we think about the specific sort of activities or sports that are the sort of causes of the shoulder pain that you see. Yeah, typically, overhead athletes like baseball pitchers or volleyball players are more prone to the chronic injuries in the shoulder, and that could include the rotator cuff, but thankfully, that's more a tendonitis or overuse rather than a true tear. And then certainly your contact sports such as lacrosse or football, where patients or athletes are landing on their shoulders or hitting each other, they're prone to the shoulder dislocations, which typically injure the labrum like you talked about. Yeah, the landing and the hitting is <laughs> definitely one of the culprits there. So let's talk about normal shoulder pain, quote unquote, right? So if you're not landing and hitting and you know, throwing a baseball 90 miles an hour, what's normal for us? And maybe what's the duration of, of those types of injuries? Yeah, that's a good question. Unfortunately, almost all of us will probably experience some sort of shoulder pain over the years. Any sort of pain that could be from maybe gardening or shoveling snow or raking leaves is typical and, and can be normal. That may last anywhere from a week to three weeks in general. It typically it's better once you avoid those activities that caused it in the first place. And then you can always add some anti-inflammatory medications like a or ibuprofen and rest. You know, and it, it occurs to me, I've always been telling my kids, you know, to stretch whatever sports they were playing. Oh, make sure you stretch. Yeah, right, dad. Sure. But dad doesn't really stretch. I don't, before I go shoveling snow, some of these things you're talking about, the daily activities, would that help us to avoid these types of injuries? Yeah, it certainly would. As we get older, we know that patients, again, can get rotator cuff tendon tears just from living their life and, and as we get older. So one of the main treatments for those kind of patients would be a home exercise program where physical therapists or we even give patients information about strengthening their rotator cuff. And I tell patients and even encourage them to do a home exercise program, meaning even if they feel like they're 100%, even if they're feeling really well, maybe two or three times a week, do a little shoulder program for 10 to 20 minutes. And certainly do it before raking the leaves or shoveling as we get older. I see a lot of patients in my office, even after they've completed uh, formal physical therapy or even a rotator cuff surgery. Unfortunately, I tell them once they have shoulder issues, they kind of always have shoulder issues. So I always encourage those patients to keep up with their home maintenance program and encourage them to do that for the rest of their life. And usually those patients are the ones that say, 
yeah, you know what? My shoulder pain doesn't hurt as much anymore when I rake the leaves and shovel snow. And they notice that really does help them. Yeah, definitely some benefits. Like I, I hurt my left shoulder at some point, I don't know, coaching sports with my kids or whatever I was doing a few years ago. And it's, as you say, like once you have a shoulder issue, you kind of always do. And maybe unless you, you know, really want to have surgery or something like that. So I think my natural follow up here is when should we see a doctor? So let's say we're raking leaves or whatever we're doing and we have that shoulder pain and we try some OTCs to relieve the pain and maybe it doesn't go away, you know, in a timely fashion. So at what point do we say, you know what, I don't think this one's going to work itself out. I'm actually making that motion right now. I don't know why I'm doing that for you, but I'm sort of rotating my shoulder. You know how that is like, you know what, this one's not going to go away. So when should we maybe seek someone like yourself or at least reach out to our primary? Of course, I think that's a good point. You know, you always want to start with avoiding the activities that hurt it, give it a couple of weeks, try your OTC medications like you notice. But after three to four weeks, I think it's certainly reasonable to reach out to the PCP or um, a physician like myself and, and get evaluated. Certainly with the examination, maybe a set of x-rays. A lot of times patients come in and they say the same thing and they don't know if it was warranted to come in or not. But certainly I think once shoulder pain starts to affect your everyday activities, whether that's working, doing your everyday activities, if those things start to get involved with your shoulder pain and, and having issues, I think it's certainly reasonable to reach out to a professional. And then the most common symptom that patients come to see me for is night pain. So once patients start having shoulder pain at night, it's waking them up or it's waking up their spouse or significant others. That's when patients come to see me. And that's the most common reason patients come to see me for shoulder pain. Yeah, that's interesting. And I can definitely identify with that, that, you know, it's one thing if it hurts while you're shoveling or raking or whatever, but when you can't lay on that side, when you can't lay on one of your shoulders, you can't sleep on one of your shoulders, that, uh, as you say, that's probably a good time to reach out. When we think about treatment options, would be they non-surgical or surgical options, what are the most common things, common tools in your tool belt? Sure. Thankfully, almost 90% of shoulder pain is treated without surgery, which most patients appreciate. And, yeah. and we d definitely want to get patients back as soon as they can. So thankfully, a lot of times that some of the treatment options we've already talked about, whether that be avoiding those things that hurt for a period of time until we heal up, over-the-counter medications, rest, and then certainly the next line would be those anti-inflammatory medications, whether they're over-the-counter or they're prescribed. And then unfortunately, sometimes shoulder pain can still linger. So that's when we typically go to the next level, and that usually is an injection of some sort. Typically, it's a cortisone injection, which is basically an anti-inflammatory. Or I tell patients, it's like chewing up a lever ibuprofen and putting it right in their shoulder to decrease that inflammation, which that tendonitis or bursitis, that's what that is. And then the most important thing is what we've already been talking about, and that's physical therapy, whether that's a home exercise program we hand out to patients in the office with a set of bands, or they go to a therapist for a few visits, and thankfully, that treats the majority initially. Yeah, and so then, uh, assuming a surgery is a last resort, a last option, which is always interesting when I speak with surgeons, and it's like the last thing they want to turn to, right? But when is a shoulder injury bad enough, or when is it indicated that maybe we're out of options and we need to look at surgery? That's a good question. So in that same patient we just talked about where it came from shelter, snow, breaking leaves, and they tried all those other options we talked about. And if those haven't worked, then certainly we start going down the routes of MRIs and potentially considering surgery. But more importantly, if they've had a significant injury, if they fell off the stepladder or putting up Christmas lights and fell, whether it was a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, if they've lost motion and function dramatically and fairly quickly where now they can't even raise their arm overhead, 
that's pretty concerning. And, and those are the scenarios where sometimes we go straight to MRIs and seeing if surgery is indicated, if they truly tore their rotator cuff tendons or dislocated their shoulder in that fashion versus over time or overused shoulder injuries. Uh, this has been really educational, doctor. As we wrap up here, what can happen you know, if we get one of these injuries and we don't reach out right away, we don't treat right away, what are the long-term effects? Is, you know, is it a situation where, geez, if you'd come in earlier, uh, you know, I could have helped you and your shoulder would have been like mostly okay, but since you waited three months or six months or five years, there's not a whole lot I can do at this point. So when is it too long? Yeah, unfortunately, we see those patients more frequently than we would like. Thankfully, it's not usually in the scenario of three to six months, although that's possible. It's usually six months, a year, or even longer than that. But if patients have been dealing with rotator cuff tendon tears or other issues in the shoulder, over time, unfortunately, those tendons may not be repairable or we can't get them back to the bone. Sometimes I tell patients it's like an old rubber band and it just won't go back to the bone where it needs to do because that's what tendons are. They attach muscles to bone. And if those tendon tears go on for years, a lot of times we can't fix them. And then if patients do require surgery after initial conservative treatment, sometimes you're talking about a shoulder replacement versus where we could have fixed those rotator cuff tendons in the first place. And then again, back to those kind of patients that had that dramatic fall and loss of function, we know that outcomes and surgery for patients are better when they are fixed and treated within the first couple months or three to six months rather than years down the road, that tendon just is not as healthy and less likely to heal and give the patients the, the outcome they want. So certainly something to consider as your shoulder pain's evolving and, and seeking a medical professional. Yeah, it sure does seem like one of those just quality of life things that people sort of hurt themselves or it's a cumulative effect over time. And then it's a question of whether we reach out, whether we speak up. And I think maybe the, the thought of surgery scares people off. But as you've said here today, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of things to go through before you'd ever get there. But if you get there, at least get there while you can, while the shoulder can still be saved. I totally get that analogy, the rubber band that's just been stretched so much that it's no longer really a rubber band. It's just a piece of rubber, you know, the banding part perhaps is gone. You got it. Yeah, I appreciate all this very educational stuff. Thanks so much, Dr and you stay well. All right, you as well. Thanks for your time. And for more information, visit sumahealth.org slash orthopedics. If you found this podcast to be helpful and informative, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for additional topics. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Suma Health. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.